Haunted Travelers Podcast, your weekly dose of theme park news and entertainment. And now, here to talk all things coasters, theme parks, and even more, here are your hosts, Jack Lathrop and Chris Jones. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to this week's episode of the Twisted Travelers Podcast. That doesn't feel right. What do you mean this week's? This sounds weird. The it really, I mean, I it's gonna be this week's episode of the Twisted Travelers Podcast. It sounds like you're trying to make us come back like nothing happened in between. I don't know. I, it's a little off. Yeah, I mean, hey, my name's Jack. I'm sitting here with my friend Chris, and it's been a minute. It's been like, what, a year and a half? It's been quite a few minutes, yeah. It's, uh... I think the last time you heard from us, we said we weren't coming back, but then I think we both got bored of not doing it and decided, we didn't say oh, if we brought it back for the summer. I think uh, I remember saying maybe we'll do an episode here and there every once in a while. Well, instead you get you waited a while, but you'll get a like a like a mini season. So be grateful. <laughs> All of you people who have been begging us to come back, no, like the two of getting you. your wish, like two, three of you that have been begging for some reason, you're getting your wish. I don't know what's wrong with you, but anyways, hi everybody, it's me. I'm here with Jack too. So, for those of you who are new, this is the Twisted Travelers podcast. It's, uh, I mean, you'll probably only listen to this episode and not listen to it anymore. It's not that good. But, for some reason, some people liked it. And we were a little bit of a thing for a while, you know. We got like 700 followers on Instagram now. Don't know how I that mean, happened. We had like a small following. It wasn't huge, but people kind of knew who we were. The numbers jumped one summer, you know, it felt pretty good at the time. Um, but here we are. We're back. Do you, exactly. you get us for the summer? Yeah. So, I mean, let's go ahead and clarify that real quick. Season three announcements, uh, summer only. This is only a uh, thing we're doing for the summer. I mean, maybe we could come back again one day. I'm, I'm not going to fully close the door. But, like, we're just both way too busy now to do this forever. And in summer, we're not that busy. So it works out. I mean, Jack is still very busy. I'm not as busy, but I'm still busy. So I am, yes, I'm I'm perpetually always busy. I but that's your fault. That is my fault. But I also like being busy. So, again, also my fault. Um, but yeah, so we're here for the summer. We're not promising anything past this summer, but we'll see. You never know. So um, yeah, summer only. Um, the plan, pretty much, uh, we're going to do what was our personal favorite things to do on the podcast, and I think it's probably the listeners too. That's uh, trip reports and guests, primarily. Uh, those were our favorite episodes to record. Getting to talk to cool people, and then also getting to travel and share opinions. So we're mainly going to stick to that. You'll probably have a couple other things um, thrown in there. And I definitely want to do listener questions again. Discord yes. is already gone. Like, it's 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 been turned into a trivia thing, I'm pretty sure, for Brian. Well, no, that was the that was our recording trivia. The, the oh, that just was our normal, private Discord. That was the private one. The just normal Discord is gone. I just deleted that because uh, I didn't think we did. were coming back at any capacity. And even if we had come back, it was dead so we're probably gonna rely on the instagram, instagram and twitter. twitters and my instagram and twitter for insta or for questions 
um probably but also i feel like most of you that listen have our numbers at this point so you could just text us that's true which is kind of weird i don't know we made a lot of friends through this like we did Uh, so yeah here we are um we wanted to shout some people out so first we got to shout out bryant and megan i mean bryant was like our most devoted fan ever he he knew the show better than we did he's the historian um so obviously still shout out him. I, I i texted him right before we started recording and i was like we're doing it and he's like please tell me you're not lying and i'm like no we're we're actually recording like right now and he's like dying and happiness um yeah so guy. shout out Bryant and megan we love you guys thank you for all of your support when we did the show originally and i'm sure now and even when we weren't doing the show we'll talk a little about that here in a bit uh next show that we gotta give to is probably the besides Bryant and megan probably the closest friend we both made through the show uh klaus yep. mr maintenance over at cga Shout out to him and being such a good guy and awesome friend. Uh, we went on a trip with him, which we'll talk about later in the show. We did. Um, then he better go on trips. another trip soon to Florida. Yeah, I've been yelling at him. I've been costing up to a bunch of trips, so uh, you'll you'll hear about some of his and I shenanigans later on in the show. But you also hear about the joint trip we did. Yeah, that's our guy. Um, also, got a shout out, Mikhail, the British. Um, not anymore the canadian now right the canadian a yeah he's just all over the place um he was you know like one of our biggest fans as well very active in the discord and uh i saw on twitter wants to come back on the show so we'll see if we can make that happen the british invasion part two that might have to happen we might have to get the whole chain dive podcast on too they're a hoot yeah and then lastly i'm going to shout out our uh apparently our closeted fan kelly um she texted me when i posted that we were coming back like hysterical asking me if i was like pulling a prank or something i was like no 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 no, we're actually coming back and she's like you and chris i'm like yeah we're both coming back and uh, yeah so shout out kelly um she came in to like the community to our my friend group at least like right after we ended the show so i had no idea she knew it existed so that was really funny for me i uh... am I knew that she followed us. I didn't know she was like a, a devoted listener. And surprisingly, Kelly, this was my idea to come back. You probably wouldn't have thought that. But no, I, I needed to keep myself busy this summer. So I got to fall back on this goofball and deal with him again. Yeah, We're back to hating on him already. Just a classic. I'm, see, okay, well, let's preface this. I did spend a summer traveling with Scott Schaefer, so I'm used to the constant bullying at this point. It doesn't phase me anymore. Good. Um. But yeah, so yeah, t- Chris texted me out of the blue one day. He's like, you want to do the podcast again this summer? And I think I fell out of my chair. I was in the middle of doing something and I literally like dropped my phone, fell out of my chair. I was like, drama queen. I mean, you know I am. All right. Well, yeah. So here you we know are. you missed me. Mm, we'll see. I mean, maybe <laughs> for this week. <laughs> we'll see about next week. But anyways, yeah. Oh, so, y'all hear that? You missed me. You got to make him feel good about himself sometimes. So um, we're going to get back into the swing of things. We got a little bit of news. I've been mainly out of the loop, by the way. I might sound like a complete idiot when I'm talking about this stuff now. And I'm sure I'll be judged, and that's perfectly fine. But we do have some news, starting off with Top Throw Dragster, Jack Runster. 
So, yeah, I mean, I threw some of the, we're going to hit some of the big things that have happened over the last year, year and a half. I mean, there's a lot of things that have happened, so we're not hitting everything, but this one felt like a big one, um, because the last time we both rode Topsoil Dragster was about a week before it closed forever. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you can probably go listen to that trip report, season two, just somewhere in the middle, just go find the great trip report show. I think it's one of the ones, just go there's listen to all of them, they're great. Um, if you, if you have to pick four episodes to get to know the show, pick those four. Those are the four best episodes to get to know the show with, honestly, Probably, yeah. um, for all of our new listeners, but yeah, Tom Phil Dragster, the incident happened. We talked about it a lot back then, not really going to get into it now, but basically at this point in time, we know they're doing something cause they haven't torn the ride down fully, but they're obviously up to something whether it's Intamin doing some type of retracking or another manufacturer, the Zamperla being the front runner, it seems like they're up to something. Um, so I know you're out of the loop, but what do you think it's going to be and what do you want it to be? Well, I mean, it looks like there's going to be a big spike from what I have seen with the uh, big, big new footers or whatever's going on. Um, but I have no clue what the manufacturer is going to end up being or what they're going to do outside of that. I assume it's going to be LSMs if there's a spike. Uh, if it's Zamperla, it's a bit ambitious, but we'll see. I, mean, I don't have any problems with Zamperla, but they've never done anything close to that size. So that's my biggest thing. If Cedar Fair is working with Intamin again and it goes well, that could be really cool. But I doubt that. <laughs> yeah those three massive footers i mean we know there's going to be a spike at this point um i've got the massive crane next to the top hat now so they're probably either inspecting the top hat they're going to be putting some new track or maybe painting the top hat um who knows at this point there's enough evidence for it to either be intimate or zamperla like i just got the wild mouse zamperla's been out there with IAPA last fall presenting their new trains and, you know, oh, it can go up at 120 miles an hour. A very coincidental number to advertise for the top speed of your trains. Um, and, I mean, there's just a lot of things that point to Zamperla, but at the same time, it feels like Intamin's the only company stupid enough to try to do a retrofit of a ride like this. True. And, I mean, given their recent track record, Velocicoaster... Taiga, Pantheon, to a lesser it's extent. Uh, yeah, however the heck you say it, I can't say it. Uh, Batman, Batman thing. which just opened this past week and apparently is great. Um, I could see it being Intamin. Uh, yeah. I really don't know. I, I want it to be Intamin. I want it's, it to be Intamin. I, th- I think everybody does. Because it's not... I mean... Zamperla's been on the, on the grind. They've been getting out the mud. They're, they're getting back up there. They've been doing good things, but it just feels really ambitious for them to just go straight from, okay, here's a new train and a couple new models that we haven't even fully built yet or installed. Let's throw it on the second tallest ride in the world and uh, just see what happens. You know, it was a reliability nightmare before. Let's Let's just go with a complete experiment again. And you could say yeah. that Intamin's also an experiment with Cedar Fair, and it's a completely different type of thing. But they, they have done good 
lately. We know they can make big, fast rides. Um, I mean, they, they've got the LSMs that went on Red Force. Red Force went up, like, what, 350 feet? Something I mean, like that. It's, it's not exactly over 400, but they did that. And it's as far as I know, that, that went pretty good. So I would probably lean towards Intamin, but it seems like Cedar Fair has a good relationship with Zamperla. So I also wouldn't be surprised with that. And if yeah. that's how they go, hopefully it goes well. It's Zamperla is just one of the things where it's like, there's a lot of people saying it's going to be Zamperla. There seems to be a decent amount of evidence it could be Zamperla. But there's one of those, I just laugh every time I think about it, because how do you go from building wild mouses to retrofitting the second tallest roller coaster in the world, potentially making it the world's tallest roller coaster with the spike? Yeah, I mean, they made Valairs, too. <laughs> the, the, the company that makes the Valair model would be doing Dragster. It doesn't give me a lot of confidence. That being said, though, I mean, we've seen manufacturers come back from the dead. New Gen Vacoma is absolutely perfection. And a Vacoma from 20 years ago, I just would rather skip riding at this point. Yeah. I, I mean, you could even say that Intamin's done the same, though, too. They never really fully died, but it looked like not a lot of people wanted to work with them anymore. And now they've got a pretty good track record as of late. Yeah. Intamin at least had going for it that their rides were smooth and fun in the early yeah. 2000s, late 90s. Vacoma didn't have that going for them. Yeah. So you're right. But yeah, a, a different way of rising from the dead. So anyway, th yeah. I think Dragster is going to be just kind of like an underlying thing. We'll probably get to watch throughout the summer with the ride that big. There's no way they're not going to start working on it actively. So we might get to see the announcement of it before the end of the summer, but I'm not expecting to, but it'll be kind of fun to watch. I think there's going to be a lot of, a lot of speculation about this coaster over the next couple months. Yeah, we'll just have to see what happens, but pretty sure it'll be a T-Rex. Um, other things. Okay, CGA. Poor Klaus. I'm sorry, Klaus. Poor Klaus. <sighs> California's Great America, if you've been living under a rock, is set to close in ten and a half years now, something like that. Something like that. Uh, yeah. I don't think it's going to close. I have no idea what's going to happen. I hope it doesn't close. I haven't been there yet. Um, but if it does, poor Klaus, poor NorCal coaster people. And yeah, I don't have much else good. They don't. And rest in peace, Gold Striker. I mean, the rest of them, they could probably relocate pretty easy. Mainly Railblazer. Gold Striker, I, that's, that's the one that we need to survive. And that's the one that's probably least likely to survive. Well, no, that's, that title belongs to Grizzly, Grizzly let's be honest. Yeah. But Cold Strikers in second or third place. I'd say Demon is probably next on the chopping block behind Grizzly just because it's an old steel coaster. I could see Gold Striker potentially surviving on somewhere else, but, I mean, the only park that could use a coaster... Well, there's, what, two parks that could use a coaster like that that have the room for a coaster like that? Um... Dorney and Michigan's Adventure. I guess you could make an argument for Cedar Point, too. Yeah, you could. I don't I really have a wooden coaster, but I don't see Cedar Point getting a relocated wooden roller coaster. 
They could redo it with Titan Trek. Mm, even then, I just don't see them doing it. Yeah, probably not. I, th- I mean, if they're going to build a wooden coaster, I feel like Cedar Point, they're going to go for something big, right? They probably would. What but would they do? I don't even know. Dueling Gravity Group uh, Hyper Wooden Coaster. I don't know. That'd be pretty cool, but I it would be pretty not. cool. Then they can't uh, cry over Steel Vengeance being the airtime record anymore, probably. I mean, Void is taking that title back this year for sure, so. I've heard. Um, yeah, I think CGA is going to be interesting to watch. I, I don't think it's going to die. I think it's more likely some local investor comes along, purchases the park, and comes to an agreement to operate it with the people who own the land in the city and it just becomes an independent park because I mean quite frankly there are a lot of rich people that live around there. Apple headquarters is twenty minutes away. Someone's got the check to do it. Yeah. We'll just have to see what happens, but hopefully it survives. But that was definitely one of the big things that happened while uh while we were away. Yeah, it killed me because it's such a fun park. I mean I'm not even just saying this because it's Klaus's park. I mean Klaus it it's a great park. Um I got to went out there a couple times last year i was out there um in the middle of the summer and had a great time and then i went back for Winterfest, and i had a, had a great time at Winterfest. yeah good um but yeah let's keep an eye on cga let's see i'm trying to think is there anything else big big that's happened i mean there have been new rides that have opened i mean yeah there's a lot we'll of get to some of open, but we'll get to some of those uh, i'm trying to think uh, Coda Land still not opened yet. Was that announced when we did this? I don't even know if that was announced. Coda Land, <laughs> Circuit of the Americas theme park. They're getting a Gerslauer and a Vacoma tilt. Um, we have no idea when it's opening. I think that's yeah. about all there is to say about that. That happened. Um, uh, what else? Epic Universe is getting there. Yeah, that looks cool. That looks. I'm excited for how to train your dragon. I'm. That's what the ride I'm most excited for. Is I that know an Intamin or a mock? It's an Intamin. It looks pretty cool. It's. I, I imagine it's going to be like Hagrid's Cheetah Hunt esque, and it's going to be a good ride. But I just really like how to train your dragon, and I can't wait to see what they do with that IP. Yeah, it looks pretty cool, but that uh. That dueling mock, I mean, it's just, it's just huge. <laughs> like, it's way bigger seeing the pictures than I thought it was gonna be. I have not seen it in person yet, and I cannot wait to see it in person. I haven't seen it in person yet either. I haven't driven back there. Um, and then they're they're building a uh, a spinning coaster themed to, uh, I think, the werewolf in in the Universal Monsters Land. Mm-hmm. Looks very short. A little disappointed. Yeah, I'm wondering if there's going to be, like, a swing launch. Because we've seen, like, the covered section. I think there's probably going to be, like, a swing launch right there. But I'm not sure. Um, I was expecting that ride to be bigger. So it was kind of disappointing to see when they basically put the ride up in a day and a half. Yeah. All right. So here's what we'll do. Uh, We'll just wing this real quick. I got RCDB up. Every coaster that's opening this year. We'll go through and rattle off thoughts or what they are so i'm talking about the main ones first indiana beach uh chimera is still not open (laughs) 
<laughs> they're, they're working um, on it. And my stance is the exact same as it was the last time we talked about this. I'm going to let about 100,000 people ride it before I do. And once they all come off with all of their limbs and their lives, yeah. then I will ride it. That's a good idea. At Six Flags Over Texas, Aquaman finally opened. Oh, yeah. That was announced when we were doing the podcast still. Oh, my God. It, that's it exciting. just opened in March. Um, and that, that was something that I think was already announced back when we did the show. So you know another ride that opened um, post us stopping the podcast, Pantheon. It did finally. Okay, we're gonna we we will get to <laughs> the Sea World stuff because that man that really never none of those opened when we were doing this, which is just this is really, really making really me realize how long it's been since we've done this. It's like all of these coasters. Wait, that open since then i i know but we've ridden most of them now so we'll get to this is yeah so SeaWorld san diego is building an intimate quad neat yeah i got to see that being built didn't get to ride it rip okay fun spot in atlanta opened a massive rmc was that announced when we when we did this i think it was i think it was and i've been like 30 times this week (laughs) so they opened this really big new rmc and we're definitely going to talk about that in the second half of the show so we're, let's not say too much uh the parque warner in madrid we were talking about batman earlier they built an intamin blitz mm-hmm. that looks really really cool looks like it's themed fantastically and i love it yeah jack's x home park i guess dollywood is actually it just opened yeah i didn't even realize it was open like already that's how out of loop i've been so they opened a Vacoma family multi-launch called Big Bear Mountain. I want to hear I, your thoughts. I don't even, you haven't ridden it yet, haven't you? I haven't ridden it yet. Uh, yeah, I was hoping to ride it tomorrow, but the park is closed one day this week. Would you like to take a guess what day? Tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So uh, hopefully get to ride it here in the next couple of weeks. I just need to find time to drive up there. Um, I'm super excited for this coaster, though. I've, when it got announced, I was super excited um, I thought it was exactly what the park needed. I know a lot of people disagree with me on that, but I thought it was a great fit for the park. It's Yeah, it seems like it's a, a good step up. I mean, I don't know if it's exactly what it needed, but I definitely am not complaining about it. Um, I So they, lately they I've just, been... Good. They just need family capacity, so it's like... Okay, yeah, that, that does make sense. Um, lately, I've been kind of following the method of I'm not watching POVs until I ride something to be mm-hmm. surprised and it's worked i really liked a lot of new rides that i haven't watched povs for i did watch the pov for this one though because i was curious did they put more landscaping in than we saw in the animated pov and no they didn't but hopefully that will come later on that's the only part that i'm like man i i would love to see this surrounded by trees and more rock work the layout mm-hmm. looks really cool and it's super long but when i think dollywood i think of mountains and trees not yeah grass we were talking about this before we recorded too, and I mean, I think a lot of people know this, but if you don't, um, Big Bear was delayed by about 45 days because Tennessee has one of the like worst winters for construction we've ever had. Um, I still lived in Tennessee this past winter, and I can tell you, yeah, it was it was bad. <laughs> I, I didn't enjoy it. Um, so they didn't get to plant trees or do rock work or grass work. So I think we're going to see more of that pop up throughout the summer and probably more next year. Um, so I'm giving them, I'm going to give them about a year's grace period on all of that. 
yeah well hopefully they do more i would really like to see it bush gardens williamsburg not only did they open pantheon in the time that we uh stopped they also just opened an another intamin quad this one is indoor and it's a multi-circuit multi i guess multi-circuit multi-launch it goes around like twice the layout um it's called dark coaster themed after curse of dark castle their old uh i guess dark ride i i like the theme i think that's cool that they're paying homage to the old one and i am curious to, to ride this thing eventually it, everyone i've heard said it's super disappointing so i'm like oh really yeah <laughs> i mean i i don't expect it to do much just because i've seen the layout and it doesn't look like it does anything special like, i guess it's just supposed to be in like, the building it checks off indoor coaster and it checks off family coaster with some theming so also i'm just curious like got. jet skis for a haunted dark coaster like you couldn't have gotten like quad right. vehicles and i don't know sea world is sea world gonna sea world yeah exactly all right let's see is there anything else i'm sure there is that was on there's the multi- page there's a couple six more flags announced a bunch of kitty coasters yeah, Six Flags Over Georgia hadn't even broken ground on theirs when I was there on Saturday. Um, okay, let's talk about this. I, I I think this thing looks really cool. Mandrel Mayhem at Chessington. It, okay. It, it looks, looks so cool. cool. It looks so cool. But who on earth thought a shuttle launch B&M at a family park was a good idea? With backwards wise? facing seats. With backwards-facing seats, who thought this was a good idea for a family park that needs high capacity? But guess what? It looks really cool. It does look so cool. <laughs> I, I really like the theming. I like the idea. I like the, 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 the layout. The fishtail spiky thing in the back car. I, I want to ride that so bad. I love the color scheme. A swing launch on a B&M. The, the capacity is the th- only thing... And I'm sure it's not that good because it's family, like meant to be for families, but it looks awesome. Like, it looks I really so cool. like it. Uh, that, that's a really unique thing um, also, that B&M spe- did, and I love it. B&M, sticking with B&M, um, their Legoland Germany is getting a family B&M wing coaster. Yeah. And I never thought I was going to have an excuse to go back to that park, but here I am. I'm like, well, dang. Are. So... Uh, another big one that just recently happened, it's in pass holder preview right now, and I'm going to talk about it a little bit more later because I have wrote it, is Pipeline at SeaWorld. So SeaWorld Orlando, they, since, I don't think it was announced when we did, no, it definitely was. Mm-mm. They were it's, clearing land for it. We knew something was coming. We just didn't yeah. know what. Um, it's B&M's first surf coaster. It's the modern version of the stand-up. Um, and we'll talk about it a little bit more later, but it's a launched B&M stand-up coaster. It looks... Okay, from someone who's not ridden it, it looks like a ton of fun. I was talking to some of my friends that have ridden it, not named Chris, uh, and they're all like, it's super unique um, mm-hmm. and interesting. And so I'm actually really excited. I'm trying to figure out when I can come down and ride it now. Yeah, well, I want you to come back soon uh, because I, I want to go back, and I don't want to go back alone this time. But I'll tell you, it is indeed a lot of fun, and it's very unique. But I'm going to talk about it a little bit more um, in the second half. Is there anything else on here interesting? Wildcats Revenge. I was getting there. I'm going in alphabetical order. Oh, Wait, well, that okay, that makes sense. 
Yeah, we'll go ahead and do Wildcat's Revenge. There are, I'm seeing Wildcat, or has she fart? Finally. I'm going to get to ride it this year, uh, as long as it opens this year. And It should open this year. It's going to probably open like two, three weeks, the rate they're going. Every picture I see, the more I think this this is going to be it. Like, th- this one looks different, looks special, and I hope it feels different than the other RMCs. Probably won't, but the more I look at it, the more I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm getting really excited. I've not watched a POV, don't know the layout, just based off pictures. It, it looks really cool. I think it's going to be a ton of fun. I'm excited. I think I'm going to get up there probably around Labor Day to get to ride it with the Buzz Bar Stumble this year. Um, I, just because of when it's probably going to open, I don't think I'll make it up for Media Day or for opening, but I'll get on it this year. Yeah, I don't know when I'll get on it, but I will get on it. Um, okay, I think there's three more to talk about, so... Tutatis Park Asterix. That was announced way back when. I think we talked about it. So that was announced at like IAPA 2018, 2019. That thing's been, we've known about that ride for years. Yeah. Um, Our buddy James Larson got to ride it. He put it in his top 10. I trust him. If he puts it in his top 10, it's probably too. a good ride. Yeah. It looks really cool. Intimate multi-launch. Um, Tron finally opened at Magic Kingdom. Tron, which is older than this podcast in construction. Yeah, it actually is. It finally opened. I'm going to talk about that in a little bit also. I have already gonna, read that. I'm going to plug my ears and go la 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 because I don't oh, know I anything about much. it. Okay. And the last one. Zambezi Zinger. Worlds of Fun. Ooh, I'm excited about this one. I'm really excited about this coaster. I'm actually trying to figure out when I can go to Columbia to ride the original one right now. I don't think I'm going to get to ride the original before I ride the new one, but I am going to get on both of them this year. Yeah. Uh, So the new one, it's going to be a GCI. It's got some wooden track, some Titan track, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And it looks really cool. Looks like it hugs the terrain. It's got the new trains on it. Um, Oh, yeah. Looks really unique. I'm excited Spiral for that one. That that's cool. I, so, I had a good laugh when they said it was gonna have a spiral lift till. I just I just I really like that. That's that's a nice little. I mean, I just said I like Dark Coaster being the theming. It's a nice little homage. I I, I appreciate. It's just aesthetically pleasing, honestly. Spiral yeah. lift tills. I just kind of I love them. Yeah. I want more of them. It's why I like. It's part of the reason I love Wizard at Great America so much. That spiral lift is just fun. Just little unique things can make a ride so much better. Um, but that's pretty much all the new rides that are either opening or have opened outside of the SeaWorld ones, which once again we're gonna get to. We'll, we'll get to that. Um, so yeah, I mean, nothing. Uh, I wouldn't say anything like top 15 top 10 in the world in the u.s at least has opened has it or am i uh, something? airy oh. force debatable but yeah i mean we'll talk about where i have it ranked i'll reveal that i mean I'll, i'm half tempted i don't know if i want to save my tw- top 25 for the end of the season or if i just want to go ahead and spoil it no after this it. i mean because I'm, I'm reworking my whole list right now. Okay. So we'll do it at the end. So we will keep that traditional line. The season finale will be our top 25s. Um, I will tell you where I have Area Force 1 ranked, though, when we get to that, because it's pretty okay. good. And I want to yeah, it is very I good. brag about that coaster to people, because I'm proud of it. Yeah. 
All right. So uh, we're going to do one of our other segments that we like to do. I don't know how, what we're going to do. We're going to do ride of the week, but we're not going to do it this week. Someone text me or text Chris or hit us up on Twitter or Instagram and tell us what we should do for ride of the week because I don't feel like making the stuttering. I don't feel like making a decision. Yeah, I mean, this was like one of our classic segments that I feel like people like. So we're going to do it again, but we want fan input. Give us what kind of category we should ride or follow. Should we do like like a really big ride of the week? for the whole season we could like like eight rides maybe or eight, eight to ten rides. something like I that feel like, yeah so if you can come up with something that's got eight to ten ride options i feel like that's a good idea okay or if you come up with two really one. strong like four option or five option ones either yeah hit us with one of those okay so that's what we'll do let us know i'm looking at you bright and klaus yeah we need and mikhail like all, and Mikhail. All, all the classics. You guys, you know us. Just Allison, us all of these people, drunk riders. Who are we missing? I feel like we, we're, we're kind of disrespecting somebody. I don't know. We there, Someone's going to be like, I can't believe you didn't shout me out. And I'm going to feel I so know, bad. I'm and we're going to so dedicate sorry, next week's episode to them. Yeah. Um. Okay. So we're 30 minutes into this now. Wow. We've, we've done good. Okay, y'all ready for something that's just... I don't know how we're going to do this, but basically we're going to try to recap you on everything we have done <laughs> since the end of the show. Jack has a lot more than I do. I am, for the most part, just going to try to hit the highlights because I could talk... I mean, I have legitimately talked for two hours straight about what I've done in the last year to people, yeah. and I really don't want to talk for two hours straight. So I'm going to try to just hit the highlights, but I'll let Chris start... <laughs> Okay, I'll, I'll do maybe like a third or half of mine, and then we'll, we'll like switch. Do, like, yeah. Okay, so I, I'm trying to go in chronological order of what I've done since then, and it's not that much. One of the biggest ones is we can Iron talk about this one together. Yeah, we can. We can actually talk about most of these together. So, Iron Guazi finally opened. You guys know that I, I mainly have been waiting on this for a long time. Bush Gardens, Tampa. Hyper RMC, um, and I think we both have opinions. I mean, so you got to ride it like a week before I did. Yep. Um, and I rode it like a week after you. You were still there for my first, for one of my first rides. I mean, it's incredible. It's one of the best coasters I've been on. There's no denying it. It's an insane roller coaster. It's nonstop action from drop to breaks. Um, I mean, Alan went out with a bang. That was Alan's last coaster he designed, and he didn't hold back. I mean, yeah. things it's incredible. I rode it, rode it last. I rode it in what March of 2022, and then I rode it again in December. And yeah, it's incredible. Loved it. Loved I mean, the coaster. I rode it like a week ago. Um, it's it's really really good. But okay, here's what I'll say: 200 foot tall RMC. It's gonna be a 10 out of 10. It's, it's amazing. It has incredible pacing. There's airtime all over the place. There's whippiness all over the place. I really do love it. But my main complaint that I'm starting to have with all the RMCs, and I think there are other people who are having this too, they're starting to blend. Even the 200-foot one is starting to feel like the others to me. It, it, it I don't know. It's just like ejector, ejector, ejector. 
I'd like something a little bit different. And there, See, there. I think you would, you would love Zadra. I just know you probably would love Zadra. because it's more of a twister than it is just constant airtime and whip and trying to rip your face off. Well, and the there's, forces are so different. I mean, I'll talk about Zadra. That's yeah. that's gonna be one of the coasters I spend some time on. But yeah, there's, I think you would love Zadra. There's one RMC that I've ridden that has that crazy, like, different uniqueness factor, and that's my favorite one. That's Twisted Colossus. And it's funny that my dueling wooden coaster got turned into a hyper when I might have preferred the uh, the dueling one now. So a little bit weird how that happened. But it's really good. It's in my – it's like borderline top 10 right now. Yeah. Guazi's borderline it's 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 sitting right there on the cusp for me too I'm, when i first wrote that i was like oh that could be number one and i mean i still think it makes a strong case for number one i agree um basically anything in my top 10 could be my number one at this point I, yeah. i'll just throw that out but second best um, coaster in Florida. it is still the second best coaster in florida i will agree with that velocity coaster's gotta be um yeah it does but it, it's such a good ride but i do agree I do think some of the RMCs do kind of blend together. Um, Guazi does have a couple of things like the death roll. There's nothing else like that in an RMC. Um, yeah. And I do love its outer bank behind the station. Even though you find those on other RMCs, I really do like that element. But it's a really good ride. Um, it's made me enjoy going to Bush Gardens Tampa a lot more. Mm-hmm. The operations suck, though. That's the other big That is true. Okay. That is true. So, yeah, that happened. Um I can just throw this out there real quick. I did go to Hershey and I went to Great Adventure. Nothing really new happened at any of those while I was there. Didn't gain any new credits except for Batman at Great Adventure. Um, Another one of the big new rides that opened, which me and Jack can both talk about, Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind at Epcot. Which also means that I went to Disney World for the first time. Finally! Talk about Disney talk- a little bit. I mean, okay, so I got to shout out someone for this. Um, Creech, he was a write-up at Cedar Point. I think we talked about him back when we recorded yeah, the first run of these. Um, but yeah, if you don't know Creech, Creech is an amazing person. Um, and he is the reason my dad and I got to finally do Disney World. And he's the reason we got to do all four parks in one day. Um, so Creech, I mean, shout out to him. I'm, I'm going to hit the highlights from my Disney trip real quick. This was this past December. Um, finally got to do Guardians of the Galaxy. I did do the Christmas overlay, which I've heard is not as good as the other versions, but I still had a blast. It made its way into my top. Uh, it's uh, I had a blast on that coaster. It is so much fun. There's nothing. It's not like it's not a thrill coaster. It's not crazy. It's just fun. I don't know how else to say it, but it's just fun. Um it put me in row nine for my first ride. And my only ride on it was in row nine, which I had no idea why that was important. And, but that's, if, you, if you haven't ridden it, row nine. Yeah. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about the, the details of the ride in a second. Um, but then, I mean, the rest of Disney was just it was incredible. My favorite ride uh, on property was Flight of Passage, for sure. Um, it's my favorite Disney ride, for sure. Um Rise of the Resistance. I did get to find. I've done both of the Rise of Resistances now. Incredible. Um, if you want to see my reaction to Rise of the Resistance, go watch the Coaster Force POV of Disneyland's, and you can watch me cry for fifteen minutes straight. And you can watch Klaus and Scott laughing at me for fifteen minutes straight. It's quite comical. 
Let's see what else. Everest. Everest. I only got a night ride on Everest. I didn't get to do it during the day, but a night ride. Holy. And a back row night ride at that. It was yeah. awesome. Um, trying to think. What else was a surprise? Did you do Tower of Terror? I did Tower of Terror. I was disappointed. I'm not going to Because it's not it. Guardians. Guardians is so much better. Guardians way better. is so much better. Um, I got to look at the list now. I have a list of all of the rides I did. Um, I loved Space Mountain. I thought Space Mountain was a lot of fun. Um, let me look. Disappointed with Big Thunder. I was my one of my biggest disappointments of the day. I not my favorite either. I like Disneyland's more. Um, it just had more has more effects and stuff like that. Um, so I like Disneyland's. Let me see. Spaceship Earth. I want to talk about that one for a minute because I had no clue. That's I had it. no clue what that ride. I was like, it. and it just kept going. It just kept going. Yeah. Um. But yeah, and then, I mean, but the highlights for sure were um, Flight of Passage. I, I, I when I, I tell you, I don't think I've cried that much coming off a ride in a long time because that was just like, huh. Yeah, it's it's an amazing experience. You just got to wait a long time to ride. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. So sh- again, shout out Creech for making my Disneyland or my Disneyland, my Disney World day of like insanity possible. Uh, yeah. We walked twenty miles that day and somehow did all four parks. It was yeah. yeah. Well, Guardians. We'll talk a little bit more in detail about that since that did open since the uh, the last time we done this. Yeah. So, if you don't want spoilers, go ahead and skip forward because yeah. I know there's people who don't want this ride spoiled. So let's keep this to like three minutes. So skip forward three minutes. <laughs> okay. So, um, speaking of spoilers, I didn't watch any POVs. Didn't know nothing. Neither did I. That was that is the best thing I could have done because. This ride, Bacoma Indoor Spinning Coaster, incredible theming. And the biggest thing about it for me is it's super unique. And not not just in like it's a spinning coaster with a launch and the launch is backwards and the music is awesome and the theming is awesome. Hmm? The layout itself is so funky and fun that it puts this huge grin on my face every single time. And you said before, it's just a fun coaster. It's probably the most fun coaster in my opinion. And also you said it's not a thrill coaster. There's definitely moments. I mean, there, it is like thrilling. It's not like when I say thrill coaster, I'm thinking like, I get what you you're saying. saying. Families yeah, can ride it. I think what threw me, I mean, the backwards launch and the music. And again, I just did the Christmas That's overlay, but my, my my jaw was just like i know it, it, it was just like my dad and i were both just laughing so much when we hit the brakes like the final break run and there just so there's so many just and how it's an art it's like a work of art um yeah my favorite i think my favorite moment was spinning around in the moon the moon just like, oh, that's I, was like cool. I was like what like how did they do that and yeah. it was it's just so cool. I I want to go back and just ride it over and over and over. And honestly, I don't think I could ride it. 
I don't think it will get old because of the having the different songs all the time. And it just never, I don't think you could memorize that layout, honestly. Yeah, it, it, I've written it so many times now because every time I go to Disney, I'm like, I want to go to Epcot and ride Guardians at some point during the day, whether I start my day there or whether I go when I can park up at two o'clock. And it never gets old. I will say I do get everybody wants to rule the world way too often. But I love everything about it. I love the soundtrack. I didn't know the launch was backwards either. When we turned and set up backwards, I knew the launch was going to come after that. And I was like, there's no way they actually did this, right? And then we launched <laughs> backwards. And I was like, okay, this is off to a really good start. The lightning chasing you down the backwards oh launch. And then you're just into the show building. I was like, what? It is an incredible ride. It's a Vacoma family-level coaster at a Disney park. It made my top 25. Same. It's that good. Like, it is incredible how... Uh, I said on our last episode that the ride I was looking forward to most... If you skip forward three minutes, minutes, keep skipping forward a few more. A We're little bit yet. more. <laughs> the ride that I was looking forward to most was Guardians. And I just kind of said that because I was like, I'm curious. It's going to be unique. I didn't expect it to be that good. I was completely right. It is insane. <laughs> like, it is amazing. I, I could talk again, about like, it forever. I really could. I, I was a skeptic, and we'll talk about another Vacoma that blew me away uh, later on in the show. But like, I was a skeptic about this coaster. I was like, it's not going to be that good. And I got off of it, and I was like, I have never been so happy to be wrong about a coaster. And it killed me that we couldn't ride it again. I wanted to just ride it again and not go on to another park, but I like, oh, but I got to do the rest of the parks. So, okay. That's guardians. Oh. One of the best rides in the world. Honestly, if I come back to Florida this summer, I want to ride Tron and the other, I want to ride Tron, Flight of Passage and Guardians. Those are the only three things I need to do at Disney. And I'd be happy. I, I've had a day where I've done Tron and Guardians in the same day. So it's possible. Um, but yeah. Okay. People who skipped ahead, you're safe now. Um, Welcome back. So, do you want to talk a little bit about your stuff, or do you want me to just keep going? Um, I can go ahead and start because it's going to take me a minute to get. Um, I'll we'll jump ahead. We can do the we can do that next. Actually, those next four together as well too. Um, but I'll go ahead and get through some of my stuff. So, running through the last trip I had done on the podcast uh, was Silver Dollar City for Christmas in 2021 with that whole little crew. Which was a great trip. Still, God, I can't believe it's been that long since we did that trip, though. Um, and then my next big trip after that was Sloane's 40th birthday party in Orlando. Flew to Orlando to ride Velocicoaster. And then I was back in Orlando in March of that year for a week. A lot of Velocicoaster, a lot of SeaWorld. It's when I rode Guazi with Chris. Um, it was a good week. And again, if you recall from the end of the last episode, I had just started working with Scott from Upstop Media. I still work with Scott from Upstop Media. I actually had dinner with him today, and we were talking about work, as we always do. Um, and he and I, and oh, and also somewhere in there, I went to Carowinds. I went to Bush Gardens, rode Pantheon. Have you done Pantheon? Nope. Okay. I haven't been to Busch Gardens Williamsburg in like five years. Let's let's talk about the disappointing roller coaster. <laughs> it's good. Do not get me wrong; it is a good ride, but it needs something. I don't know what else it needs, but it just doesn't. 
I don't know. It's missing something. It needs another element or two. It needs to it's go faster. It. I really do think Velocicoaster ruined that ride for all of us because we all rode Velocicoaster first and we're like, oh my gosh, this is what Intamin could do now. Uh, this is what, what Pantheon's going to be like. And then you got to ride Pantheon. It was like, oh. Here's a here's a crazy idea. Like, could you imagine if Pantheon would have opened before Velocicoaster or something? I think, honestly, I think Velocicoaster would have been even more hyped. Yeah, but like, could you imagine if that was somehow a possibility or something? Like, I if mean, SeaWorld could have opened a ride earlier when it was already ready. But, hmm. what well, you know, just just a little interesting thing. Chris, that's a crazy idea. That's not possible. There's no yeah. way that's possible. Um, I will... Okay. Kind of jumping on the order, I'm going to talk about more. I rode another ride later last year that I... Like, one of the first things I said after I got off of it was, this is what Pantheon should have been. And that's a little ride in Finland called Taiga. We'll get to that coaster in a minute. Um, Pantheon, kind of disappointing. I did finally get to ride Alpengeist. That is the best invert. That coaster is incredible. Oh, that cove roll at night. Oh. <laughs> yes. Uh, and then I set off on quite possibly the craziest coaster road trip ever. <laughs> um, so I'm just going to hit the highlights and then I kind of pop back and talk about a few of these in a minute. Um, it's 30 days long. We went from Tennessee to California, up the California coast, and all the way back through uh, Holiday World. So, parks we hit. Frontier City, Cliffs Amusement Park, Castles and Coasters, SeaWorld San Diego, uh, Sesame Place San Diego, Disneyland, Knott's Berry Farm, Six Flags Magic Mountain, Santa Cruz Beach Boardwalk, California Great America, Discovery Kingdom, I forgot Belmont Park down south, um feel like I'm still forgetting something down south. And then we have Lagoon, Adventureland, Six Flags St. Louis, and Holiday World. It's about it three days long. Rode like 150, 200 different roller coasters. Filmed a bunch of POVs. Um, we did a lot of crazy stuff. And then highlights that we also went to some national parks. We went to Yosemite for a couple days, went to Joshua Tree, uh, Petrified Forest. Yosemite was like one of my top bucket list places. I know I talked about it a lot in the first round of the podcast. Getting to see that in person was one of the highlights of last year for me, for sure. Um, filming some of my first POVs ever for Coaster Forest, Cliffs Amusement Park. That was awesome. That was a really... Talk about an awesome coaster, too. Like, I... It kills me that that place is so in the middle of nowhere because that is such a fun little coaster. Um, I wish more people could ride it. Well, your POV definitely made it look good. So it was so good. They just retracted to the so. That, that one thing I love about the small parks is like their maintenance guy was the guy helping us do all the POVs and stuff and running the ride for us, and he'd worked there for. 15 years basically been there since the ride had opened whenever so whenever i think he started the year the ride opened so however long ago um and they had just finally put like all new track on the ride and we're sitting there riding it and all that while we're filming povs and he's pulling up the ride times and stuff and just showing us how the ride works and he's like yeah this is the fastest ride times it's ever put up and the ride had just reopened for the season two and it's putting up some crazy ride times this is a blast i love that thing um if you ever have to be in Albuquerque, go ride it. If you ever have an excuse to go to Albuquerque, 
go. There's so much fun stuff to do in Albuquerque, too. I wish we had more time. Uh, I know I'm forgetting other stuff. But yeah, that was an incredible road trip. I mean, there are so many small stories and stuff from that I could tell. That was, um, I finally got to meet Klaus on that trip, and he's going to become a recurring character in a lot of stories from here on out. So, welcome to your starring role, Klaus. <laughs> you finally made it. Um, yeah, okay, you want to pivot back? We can talk about this next set of parks that you went to that I also went to. Sure. Went to it at different times. Didn't go together. Um, but we finally made it to the New England region. We had been telling Bryant for years that we were going to come up and see him. We finally did. We went to Six Flags England. Uh, Lake Compounds. And did you go to Quasi? Uh-huh. I did not. So I went okay. to those two. Didn't go to Quasi. I'll let you go first because I get to talk about a couple coasters that you don't get to. And I know yeah, that's going to make yeah. you sad whatever we'll start off with six flags new england um i really enjoyed the park i went on a completely dead day so i got plenty of rides the park lineup itself pretty mediocre outside of the top two i thought that batman was a good floorless outside of that everything was pretty bad um but the main two superman the ride the intimate hyper wicked cyclone the rmc i'll start off with wicked cyclone it was really good I, it didn't really have any like a uh, standout element. It was just kind of like a really good, long flowing ride. It wasn't too intense. It had a lot of really good airtime moments, but none that were like, oh my gosh, that is like the best airtime moment I've ever experienced. Like you're accustomed to on some RMCs. I thought it was like mid tier, but still good enough. We rode it like five or six times. So that was awesome. The real heavy hitter, in my opinion, was Superman. And we're already getting back to the hot takes because here we go. <laughs> this ride, even with the U-bars, is absolutely insane and one of the best rides in the entire world. I think in the front row, I said this on like our second ride. It was in the front row, me and Brian. We went over those big airtime hills on the way back after the turnaround and I was screaming, this is literally better than El Toro. And I will stand by that. Superman is better than El Toro. And I also think it's better than Steel Vengeance. Because... I mean, I agree with that. It is literally just insane. Sustained ejector the whole way out. The fourth big hill. Maybe the best airtime hill in the world. And then the second half is just an awesome twister section with positives, laterals, and little bits of airtime thrown throughout. Yeah, the restraints kind of suck. They hurt after you've ridden it enough times. I thought my legs were going to get ripped in half by my last couple of rides, but I rode it like six or seven times. Borderline top 10. Insane ride. Absolutely loved it. Yeah. So I share a lot of the same sentiments about this park as Chris did. I actually had a really fun time. Um, contrary to that, I went during Haunt. I went in October. So I had to deal with crowds, but I also got night rides. So there's my there was my trade-off. Um I only got to ride Wicked Cyclone one time because it had a one train ops and a very stupidly long line the entire day. Um, so I really enjoyed it, but I agree. I think it was, I want to ride it again. I really don't want to like say it was eh. 
without riding it again because I just I just got one ride on it and I could tell it was good, but it was earlier in the day and it hadn't warmed up a ton. It wasn't really a warm day anyways. It was good. I want to get back up there and ride it again. So I'm gonna reserve my judgment. I'll look at Cyclone. Superman, however, had two train weight or two trains ops and not a long wait all day. So I think I put, rode it eight times. And I had a very similar reaction to Chris. I was like, this thing is insane. Um, and loved it. I think I got to do four night rides on it. One in the front, one in the back, and two in the middle. And I was in love. Um, the, you, the, the restraints suck. There's no way around it, but they yeah. don't kill the ride. Um, what kills me about that coaster is since then I've gone back and I've started watching old POVs and seeing how much faster it used to run compared to how it runs now. And that fourth hill is deadly already. And then I see a POV of what it used to run like and how I wish I could have ridden it. Cause I understand why it got rated number one coaster in the world for a little bit yeah. now. Like, I can understand how it got that uh, ranking. Um, I really enjoyed the Batman floorless. I thought it was fun. It was unique. I liked how the elements interacted with each other. Kind of wish that ride got cloned and put some other places, but oh well. And then, yeah, rest of the park was kind of eh. But really good one, two, a solid three. So, Yeah. Um, I definitely really liked it, especially because it was empty. But yeah, Superman... If it had the older strains, it could low-key be my number one. <laughs> not even gonna lie. Mm-hmm. But the way it is now, not complaining. It is it's still else. fantastic. Then we get to Lake Compounds. And for me, I went during that little period where Boulder Dash was sadly closed. So I did not get to ride the only big drawing feature of the park. But I'll tell you what I did get to ride. I got to ride Wildcat which is comically rough to the point where you feel like you're in a cartoon just bouncing up and down like on a jackhammer. Phobia Fear, which is slightly better than the others because there's no comfort collars, but it still has those horrible premier lap bars. And they're boomerang. So, yeah. The boomerang hurts your head. Wildcat hurts your chest from bouncing up and down constantly. And Phobia Fear hurts your legs. Mm-hmm. The, the park just this, wants to hurt you one by one. And this, yeah, this is, this is a great time to plug Brian's YouTube channel because if you want to see my live reaction to that garbage piece of wooden coaster called Wildcat, you can go check out my debut on his YouTube channel with Wildcat. Yeah. You can go check out Chris's debut with Superman the Ride at New England. Um, but also, a huge shout out to Brian for starting his YouTube channel. Um, you know, Brian, we've talked about them already like five times on the show, but we're super proud of you. Go yes. support his YouTube channel. It's great. I love off. it. Yeah. We're going to get him back on the show. Don't you worry. He's already lined up, y'all. He's already said he's coming back on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did go in October and I did get to ride Boulder Dash. And I got to ride it at night. So Boulder Dash was probably my, at this point when I wrote it, it was probably the top bucket list U.S. coaster left for me. It was like one of the last CCIs I needed in the States. And after years of people hyping that coaster up, saying it's going to be your favorite CCI, me being like, there's no way, there's no way. 
yeah, that's the best CCI. Dropping through the woods, just absolutely flying. I don't care if we were just going 30 miles an hour at points. It felt like we were going 100 because of how close those trees are. I mean, they're just whizzing past your head and the rock work and the airtime. It was some of the most violent airtime I've ever experienced on a coaster. And it was so good during the day. Like I was laughing my head off during the day. And then we got a night ride on it. And I'm going to give it third place for night rides. There are two coasters I'll put above it. So Boulder Dash gets third place. It loses points because of the return trip being right there along the path. You do get some light and stuff in back there. But flying through the woods at night, yeah. The second place, the Voyage, Holiday World. Yeah, you all know that. First place for me will always be Outlaw Run. Dropping into the pitch black, that coaster at night's my favorite. But Boulder Dash, crazy. Um, I didn't get to do either of the Boomerangs in New England. Oh, no. Oh, no. Um, but I did get to go to Quasi, which was a really fun park. We actually went at night, so I only got to ride it at night. But that's just a really fun little coaster. It packs a punch. Um, those gravity groups are so good. More parks, please build those. They're so much fun. Yeah. Talk about just a really good investment for, yeah, build more of those. They're awesome. Yeah, I didn't go to Quasi. Me and Brian went to the NBA Hall of Fame instead. Uh, it was like 11 o'clock at night or we were talking about doing that. Not really, but we, you know. Yeah, we did do it. It was pretty cool. Um, so, yeah, we both went to New England. We hung out with Brian, and we got some new favorite rides. Which So, I mean, good trip for both of us. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, what else is there? Well, that next one we did together, we can talk about that. Yeah, so uh, me, Jack, and Klaus, the three of us finally got together all at once. We did a little trip to Holiday World and Dollywood. Um, and we got a ton of first reactions from Klaus. I think we could yeah. save some of those for when Klaus comes on here, maybe. Yeah, it was a really good trip. Um, when I'm not living in Georgia, I claim Holiday World in Dollywood as my home park. So it was really fun to take. I mean, I've taken Chris to Dollywood so many times at this point. It's kind of like a, it's like, it's kind of, we've done it how many years in a row now? Um, <laughs> but taking someone who'd never been to either of them, who'd never ridden a roller coaster outside of the state of California, I think. Yeah, that was really cool. And throwing him on Voyage for his first out-of-state coaster. Yeah, that was good. That was real good. Uh, but we'll save the we'll save the bulk of that. But yeah, we did Holiday World, we did Dollywood. It was a really fun weekend. It was one of the most fun I've had on a coaster trip in a long time. Yeah, it, it was really fun. One thing I'll say coaster-wise that kind of shook things up, I think, for both of us, Thunderbird ran way too fast that weekend. <laughs> that thing was running so good. Yeah. So that that's the major takeaway outside of Klaus's opinions, which we'll get to. Um, mm -hmm. So I'll go ahead and let you talk about probably a big chunk of stuff that I think is coming up. Yeah, I'm going to run through. Okay, so I've got another little U.S. portion i got to get through, and then I'll get to that. Um, okay. So I did a second part of my trip with Scott, I took like a week and a half off in the middle, spent some time with some friends and family. And then I flew up to Chicago and we went to Mount Olympus. Um, I do have one story I'm going to tell from Mount Olympus. Um, 
So if you're not, I'm, a lot of you probably are following him, but if you're not following Theme Park Predictions on Twitter and YouTube, go give him a follow. I, the dude's a great guy, makes good content, it's worth a watch. Um, really good friend of mine too. I'm happy to have gotten to know him. But that's the first time I met him was at Mount Olympus. And uh, we all did their Ferris wheel water slide thing. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So it was me and the two of them. And we got on the thing and we get weighed on the scale. And the weight limit for this ride's like 750 pounds per raft. And we get on the scale and it's actually like on the wall where we could see how much the thing weighed. And we look, get on it. And we're at like 748. Oh, for three people and so my buddy matt like just slides his foot off the scale to get it to drop by a few pounds so we're down to like 730 <laughs> and they let us all ride together um and that was the craziest water ride experience i've ever had on the park ever I, it, it's ridiculous i i want more parks to build one of those because that's the most fun i have ever had on a water slide raft ride type thing um just like getting drenched and it's so long too because you essentially go through like it's basically the ferris wheels like six like u-bends you go through and then you like slosh back and forth of them and then as it rotates you get to finally go over into the next half pipe and you go through like six of those and it takes like two minutes to do it it's so much fun um and then their wave pool might just be the best theme park wave pool ever too um because rather than five minutes of big waves and 15 minutes off, it's one, like, 15, 20-foot-tall wave every two minutes. And so we all figured out, like, right where the wave broke, and we're standing there, and the wave hits us. And we all go back about 60 feet. There was, like, three little kids behind me. I'm sorry, I don't know what I did to them, but they were not there when I got up of the water. And Matt had a hat on, and it was, you know, had tied down nice and tight. And the next thing we know, it's like 100 feet away in some, like, mom's hand. And I swear, if I had not been holding on to my swim trunks, I don't think I would have had swim trunks on anymore. This wave was so violent. Yeah. It was awesome. Um, and then we went out for, like, a state dinner at like this murder house steakhouse it was super cool i'm gonna save that story for another time though because it takes a minute to tell anyway uh, from there we went on to valley fair uh that was my last cedar fair park i love that place renegade's awesome excalibur one of the best coasters uh it's a really fun park uh got to do field of dreams got to go see the field of dreams which was really cool did indiana beach Really fun park. And then we went back to Holiday World. I love going back to Holiday World. I got to climb Voyages, lift till three times that day, go up Legends, lift till, do all sorts of crazy things. I love Holiday World. Okay. Europe. I went to Europe last summer. Uh, Finland, Sweden, Germany, Poland, and the Netherlands. Yeah, that's thing. Yeah, so started off, flew into Helsinki, and we went to Linnemaki. I talked about Taiga a little earlier. Taiga, my dad and I, it was the first thing we did, basically. We got off the plane, dropped our stuff at the hotel, and went and rode Taiga. And when we rode it, it was the first coaster we went in Europe, and we're both like, okay, first ride we ride in Europe is going to be good no matter what, because if we're in Europe. 
we just knew that was going to happen. And then we rode it and we realized that we were in trouble because we were over there two weeks before the rest of the Buzzbars people were. And we knew they were going to ride Taiga. And we were both like, this is a top five coaster. But they're all going to say, oh, it's Europe bias. It's recency bias. It's exclusivity bias as soon as we said it was top five. But we were both like, we just kept riding it. We were there for two days and we just kept riding it. And we were blown away. It is one of the best coasters I have been on. It... It feels like Velocicoaster without the theming, but honestly, the layout's better than Velocicoasters. Mm. Um, and what was really funny is like we're we were hyping this ride up because it was the first thing we rode. It was going to be basically the last thing everyone else rode in Europe. So we're hyping this thing up for like three weeks for everyone else, and they're like, "There's no way. There's no way." And then they're all putting it in their top fives and having to admit we were right. It was really funny. Yeah. Um, okay. Besides that, then we flew over to Sweden. Uh, we did Groneland, which is like RCT three-part come to life. Just ride on top of ride. Jetline monster. The highlights there, they're just absolutely incredible. Um, Stockholm is one of the coolest cities I've ever been to. Might be the coolest city I've ever been to. And then... I got to take the train down and ride my number one bucket list coaster of all time. And it was my 400th. And it's my number one. It's Wildfire at Calmarden. I was... It still feels like an out-of-body experience when I think about riding that coaster. It's so good. I don't really know how to describe it other than it is the most beautiful, picturesque, me roller coaster that's ever i've ever ridden like everything about that ride is just like if i were a roller coaster this is what i would be because i just i i literally have return flights like in a shopping cart right now to just go ride it in october i don't care that i could go ride something new i just want to ride that coaster again it was so it was so awesome um and it's so pretty it, it's so pretty. Every picture you see of that ride doesn't do it justice, and that's saying something. Because there's some gorgeous photos of that ride out there. Some that I took, some that other people took. Um, and it just doesn't do it justice. Um, and then I got to ride Helix. Which, if you'll recall, the coaster that means a lot to this podcast and was talked about a lot on this podcast... It's pretty darn good. It's pretty darn good. I have it ranked one spot above Time Traveler at Silver Dollar City. Whatever. It's pretty darn good. Um, I will say my first ride on it, I was not as impressed, but then I got a ride on it later in the day and some night rides. That's when that ride comes alive is at night. It's super fun. It's that whole park is super unique. All of these European parks are so cool because they're just built right into these cities. Um, you can see the city backdrops behind them. Everything is so cool. And then from there, flew down to Germany, went to a little park called Fantasialand. Fell in love with even more roller coasters. Terran is incredible, but the ride that really stole my heart there was Fly. Um, Fly is the most masterfully executed roller coaster on earth 
It is, and it's not even a roller coaster. It's an experience. Yes, there is a ride in there, but the experience starts from the moment you walk into Rootberg until you decide to leave. It might be the it's the most immersive theme park land I've ever been to. It's the most immersive roller coaster I've ever been on. Um, it's the, all the stuff we were talking about with Guardians, but in a thrill coaster, themed even better than Guardians, themed even better than anything at Disney, and that's what Fly is. And I'm not gonna get into it because there's Fly is the coaster that we talked a little about not watching POVs, and I used to, you know, I'll just watch POVs. Fly is the coaster that has made me believe in not watching POVs, which is really, really ironic considering what I do to make money. Yeah, true. <laughs> it really is ironic given what I do to make money. Um, but then, just, like, I, I, people ask me, like, what makes that ride so special, and I just have to tell them, go ride it. I can't physically spoil that ride for anyone because... I, it would hurt to ruin that experience for someone. So that's all I'm going to say about Fly because, yeah, I love that coaster. Anyway, from there, um, we had a flight get canceled, so we went to uh, Wallaby Holland, not Holland, Belgium, Netherlands, whatever, I don't care. One with Untamed. We went to that one. Uh, it feels like a Six Flags Park, but they've got a really good RMC and a really good Intamin Mega. Next. Then we went to Poland, Zadra, Hyperion, Let Coaster. It's all worth all the hype. Everything everyone said, it's all true. They're three of the best coasters ever built. Um, Zadra is an insane second best, third best RMC. Yeah, third best RMC for me at least. Uh, I just yeah. Poland's insane. Everything about Europe was insane. We were there for two weeks. I want to go back for a month. I want to go back for two months. Uh, go to any of those parks. You're going to have a good time. But if you got to pick one, go to Energy Land or Fantasia Land. Europe. That it was awesome. a pretty good time. I, I have. Okay. I had to either go through it as a good click or we were going to just fall asleep talking about it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm definitely a bit jealous, but that's okay. Uh, maybe one day I'll get there. But yeah, Fly looks really cool. Terran still looks really cool. Sadra looks really cool. Obviously, Felix, Wildfire, Taiga. And since then, even more crazy new stuff has opened in Europe. Mm-hmm. You know, I gotta go back. Felix, Felix is still my number one bucket coaster. But I'm not gonna lie, Ride to Happiness is probably a pretty close mm-hmm. second now. Ride to Happiness, I guess. I think right now it's probably my top bucket list coaster. Ride to Happiness. Yeah, um, it's it's very close. Yeah, I want to go ride that ride. I think next summer. I don't think it's going to happen this year. I thought it might, but I don't think it's going to happen this year. Yeah. All right. Well, we got through that pretty quick. Um, how much more do you have left? Uh. I have four things, but I can get through each of them pretty quick, probably. Let me think. I've got... I've got, like, two or three more things I'm going to talk about. The last one's going to take the longest, and that's Area Force. Spoilers. Okay, so we'll, we'll save that one for last. Okay. So I guess I'll just go ahead and do my last couple outside of Area Force. So, uh, I went to Nick Universe. The only... Uh, actually, no. Other than New England, they were the only entire. That was the only um, entirely new park 
I've been to, and it's a weird place. Uh, I had fun, though. It wasn't very busy, but nothing was, like, incredible. Uh, what's it called? Slime Streak, pretty good, pretty fun. Uh, Shredder, probably my favorite Gersauer Spinner. Um, they have the half pipe, whatever. And then you got the big two that everybody talks about. Shell Razor, my favorite Gerslauer. It's not really saying much. I expected a little bit more from it. So here's the problem with Shell Razor. Its highlight moments are the launch and the drop. The launch is not Mavericks. It's not Velocicoasters. It's not any of those. It's good, but it's not incredible. And the drop, the world's steepest drop, it's not as good as Cannibals. So it's highlight moments that are supposed to be like, you know, the best parts. Just, I don't know. They don't hold up compared to others. I did like the ride. I didn't even find it to be rough like a lot of people talk about. But definitely didn't blow me away. Now, a ride that was a little bit better, Sandy's Blast and Bronco. Intamin uh, Swing Launch Shuttle Thing. That was really fun, especially the backwards launch. Um, it's a little bit whippy. It's not super intense, but I really did uh, love the launch on that one. So that was Nick Universe. You know, it was all right. Then we got two more new coasters that I've done. Tron. Jack, take your headphones out. Is that working? I can't, I can't actually take them out, so I'm just going to look at my phone for the next two minutes and pretend I don't okay. care. You know what? I won't even say that much. Uh, I'll just say Tron is pretty fun. It has its issues, in my opinion. And it's definitely not Guardians. But I like it. It's pretty good. I wrote it twice. And okay. the last other one that I did, most recent, Pipeline. Very unique. Very fun ride. And here's what I'll say. I never experienced that sort of airtime. That was really cool. So I need to ride it again. Because in the first half, I got those little bits of lift. And I was like, whoa. I don't know if my feet are supposed to go off the ground. So I kind of like tried to keep my toes down. Then in the second half, I was like, all right, screw it. And I just let it go. And I was literally standing up floating. And I was like, what is going on? So I loved the second half. The first half, I, I need to experience again. But I think it's really good. I don't think it's as good as Manta or Mako, but I really liked it, and I need to ride it a couple more times. They did a really good job with the area, though, I will say, and the ride looks great. Um, so I've talked to a bunch of different people that wrote it. I was texting with one of my friends, Scott Fias, the other day, um, and we were talking about it, and he's like, it's the most unique airtime I've ever experienced. And I think talking I to other people, and they're like, it's so cool. And then I heard from someone, and they're like, okay, it's really fun just riding it. But if you want to have like a crazy experience, you have to jump into the airtime. I'm like, what do you mean? They're like, yeah, you have to like jump into the airtime and let just like your body go. And I'm like, okay. So I need like three or four rides on it when I do it because I just want to ride it standing normally and then like, you know, bobbing into it. And then I just want to like full on send it like I'm trying to dunk a basketball, just like jump into every well, single you better moment get over time. here you gotta come down there yeah, i know i gotta get down I, i'm not gonna go back there until i have somebody to come with me i literally drove to sea world road at one time and then went home so i need you to That's not a short drive i, I know look i want just one time yeah i rode it one time 
I, I almost walked right on. I was one of the first people to ride it with preview. Um, I had fun, but it looks like a lot of fun. It is very. It does look like a lot of fun. Um, okay. So let me see. Let me run through. So I did a King's Island trip in the fall with Klaus. Klaus flew back over again in October, and we did the King's Island for the first time. Um, or for his first time, which was a lot of fun. Did my Florida trip in December. Let me think. And then, oh yeah, after that, I flew out to California and went back to Yosemite because I'm obsessed. Um, had a lot of fun doing that. And then so far this year has been kind of quieter. I did a Carowinds Dollywood trip in the spring with Klaus. Uh, that was a lot of fun. And then the big thing for me this year so far has been um, I got to help open Air Force One. I was on the media day crew for Air Force One. So I have a very, that's a great roller coaster. But I also have a really fun connection to that ride. Um, I'm really attached to it. It means a lot to me because it's like my first big project in the industry. Um, helped with the media kit. My pictures are there all are all over the internet all over the park apparently they're about to be all over atlanta on billboards so yeah i mean just from a like my job standpoint the coaster means a lot to me um it's been incredible but it's also just a great roller coaster i, I said at the beginning of the show i've ridden it like 30 times in the last week uh living in atlanta has its perks i can kind of just go ride it whenever i want and um I did get to ride it in mid-March, about two weeks before it opened to the public. My first ride on it was in the front row with uh, 18 250-pound piece water dummies behind me. We put the fastest ride cycle up it had seen thus far on that ride, and I cried when we hit the brake run because it was the most insane coaster I had ever ridden, and it safely lands at number three, my one and two respectively only get higher marks because of setting and theming. And both of them have been brought up on this show and both of them are in Europe. Well, there's one through three, everybody. I mean, they got a piece. I mean, I said one, I said what three is. I didn't say what two was, but everyone can probably figure it out. Probably. Yeah. Also, I mean, it's not like I have hidden it on Twitter or Instagram. So, right. Yeah, well, I mean, you definitely have more to say about it than I do, but I went up, I rode it, I, I literally drove to Atlanta and back in a day, uh, just to ride it a couple times, and I mean, I thought it was really, really good. Here is the best way I can describe Air Force One. First half, probably coaster perfection, like that sequence. I, I don't think it's the best RMC drop, but it's still a really good drop. I think the dive loop is, you know, it's crazy airtime on the way in into it then you get a little bit of whip then you get crazy positives on the way out that bunny hill is insane like i i said on the show before twisted colossus blue side little bunny hill super underrated didn't expect that awesome airtime moment reminded me a lot of that stall really good amount of whip and then you just got an outer bank that goes forever and ever and ever thought that was perfect second half is honestly too much and i never <laughs> thought i would say that about a ride but it's constant ejector that is so strong to the point where it i had to take breaks it hurts your legs that bad uh it's it's just insane and some people are going to absolutely love that 
I like it, but I think I would prefer maybe a little bit more of a mix up in that second half. And you can go back. You can find when did we talk about this? I can't remember. I think Air Force One, we saw leaks or something. I don't know. But I said I really wanted like a Twisted Timbers airtime alley. Well, that's what they gave us, but they gave it to me like a little (laughs) bit too much. It's it's bad 11. Um, Yeah. So a couple things. So, I mean, I wrote it 30 times without leaving the train on Friday night. Um, So I have have learned a couple of tricks because I'm at 138 rides now. Um. They don't staple you. You can ride with a Minver, and your restraint's not going to come down. Uh, but here's what I suggest. Ride like that until you're going through the last inversion. And as you're going through that turn before you hit the last inversion, staple yourself. The return to the brakes run is so much more comfortable if you're stapled. Because if you're not, you're going to ragdoll into that restraint and have... I kid you not, I have a bruise that big around on my leg from Friday night still. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot. If you haven't ridden yet, be prepared. It's it's going to hurt. You might have and fun, you, but it's going to hurt. Uh, and honestly, I never thought I would say this, but it might be worth having a designated driver because if you ride that thing a ton and then you have to drive more than like 15 minutes... Your leg is going to hate you. Trust me, I speak from experience. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I drove it's about an, it takes about an hour to get from Fun Spot up to the house. Forty-five minutes, forty-five minutes to an hour to get from there to my house. Ow. Yeah, it's a crazy ride. Like, it's really, really good though. You'll you'll see it when we do our top twenty-five episode. For it's sure. it's it's so good. Yeah, I'm so. I'm in love with that coaster as a coaster, and I'm so proud of that coaster. Um, Like, it's so awesome to have been a part of opening that ride. I'm a little biased, but Blue Train's my favorite. My name's on the little dispatchy screen. It says Jack the Intern. Um, I was, I'm so happy. Like, I I just have to point out that every time I'm in the station and it's up there, I'm like, look, there's my name. It makes, um, um, yeah, I'm so happy. With that coaster, it's it's kind of like one of my babies now. I have a lot of roller coasters I consider like my babies, but that one's in there now. It's it's part yeah. of the family. Well, I think that's all we got, right? Whew. Hour and a half later. We had a lot to catch up on. The other episodes we probably won't be this long. How do you, we say that? I mean, we've, we've done some long episodes. Okay. Well. But. What, what, what do we have? What do we have? So, DeBryant. Yeah, oh, here. Let me. Let me. Where'd I put? Let me look at this. So let's see, kind of what we got coming up. For sure, you're gonna hear from Hollywood Nights because uh, I'll be there. I've got. I'm going to Worlds of Fun in June. Chris is going to Silver Dollar City in St. Louis. Yep. Yep. In June. Uh, I'll be going to Michigan at some point in July, and we will get Wildcat's Revenge. Yep, I'll also probably be going to Columbia at some point in July, and I've got a bunch of just small weekend trips planned. Of course, you'll hear about Big Bear, probably get to Alabama Adventure, stuff like that. And then... Hopefully, Pipeline. Mm-hmm. 
And then as far as guests are concerned, Bryant, that's for sure coming back. So go ahead and be thinking about all of your questions for our yeah. favorite fan. And uh, I think Klaus is going to be joining us to honestly just kind of talk about some of the trips he's been on with us. And then also talk about uh, what it's like working at theme park maintenance. Um, be able to pick his brain about that. That's going to be fun. We do have some other guests in mind, but if there's anyone you want us to hear from within reason, I don't think we're going to be able to get, you know, any park people since we've been off for a year and a half and they're only going to be around for yeah. 11, 12 episodes. Uh, so within reason, if there are any guests you want to hear from, let us know. We have a couple of guest slots. And let us know ride of the week. What do y'all want to hear? And ride of the week. Am I forgetting anything? I'm sure we're forgetting something. Allison's book. Allison's book. Go read Allison's book. Yes, we're still writing the sequel. No, we haven't finished it. No, we don't know how the series ends. Um, didn't we say something else at the... I mean, we did like the where can you follow us and stuff, but didn't we have something else we always did at the end of episodes? I don't know. I really should have listened to an episode somebody, before somebody, we... Somebody remind us. Where's the historian at? Bryant! He'll, he'll remind us later, I'm sure. We'll get nope. this. Uh, We're going to get the text on the Wednesday afternoon with everything we did wrong, according to Twisted Traveler's lore. Yeah, probably. But yeah, I think that's it. Sorry it was so long. Got a lot of catching up to do. Um, but we'll see you next week. Yeah. Uh, tell, you want to tell the people where they can follow us? So yeah i guess i mean it's only gonna be around for the summer i kind of forgot i mean uh, okay twitter at twisted traveler but the r at the end is a one hey okay i'm just saying with musk having bought twitter and them purging old accounts i have been stalking that oh, account and if it gets released i'm still it'll still be like the biggest deal ever if we yeah. get the twitter handle i was Bye. I've, I'm not going to lie. I've been looking like every day for the last week, hoping that <laughs> it's going to happen this week so we could name the first episode we got the handle. True. Dang, that would have been cool. Well, maybe it'll still happen before before Wednesday. You never know. I'm okay. going to call you like tomorrow night and be like, we need to record something else. <laughs> yeah. So if that doesn't happen, it's at Twisted Traveler, but the R at the end is one. That's for Twitter. For Instagram, it's at Twisted underscore Travelers. Follow Jack. Uh, yeah, you can I follow me at Thrilling Moments on or at, at Thrilling Moments or at Thrill, I don't know. Follow you know Thrilling Moments Photography Twitter Instagram Coaster yeah. Force on YouTube blah 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 blah. You know where to find me. All you probably right. found this podcast because of it. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll see next week. Traveler. He still has the bank account. Can I record him again? If you want. <laughs> Anyway, I think that's all. All right. See y'all. Have a good week. Thanks for listening to the Twisted Travelers Podcast.